This episode of Laser Time is brought to you by Audible, and you listeners can go to audibletrial.com slash lasertime to get a free audiobook and a free 30-day trial. Bonus time or the ape show? It's the apes. Okay. <laughs> what a great intro, oh, Bob. How's it going? <laughs> uh, welcome to another fantastic episode of Laser Time, uh, the Internet's sixth leading pop culture show where every week we riff on a topic, do a little bit of research, and find you some fun sound clips. I'm Chris Antista, and this is going to be very indulgent on my behalf. Who else is with me today? Uh, Tang Enjoyer Henry Gilbert. Hello. Uh, yeah. Oh, actually, no. That's not me. <laughs> I, I'm Bob Mackey, and uh, that is true. And I always throw my poop. It's a, it's a problem of mine. Uh, ook, ook. I'm Dave Rudden. Yeah, and today's episode... <laughs> Dave, you need a nap or something? You'll go ape uh, for laser time. <laughs> uh, is about apes! Uh, yeah, apologies for that. Oh, but I love that sound effect. You I guys, love. you guys know me. What my one of my favorite movie series ever is Planet of the Apes, the old. Yes. And I'll say, since War of the Planet of the Apes is upon us, I have not seen it yet, but I will have by the time it comes yeah. out. We're recording this a little early. That new movie series has been way too good, mm-hmm. and it is the most popular thing we have with apes in it. So, in honor of this episode, I swear to Christ, I'm going to keep the Planet of the Apes talk lower than normal because I want. I have another thing I want to do for that. Later on, I've talked enough about it. We talked enough about the. Was timelines. Dana Gold showing up? Uh, <laughs> is he in the closet? Uh, but that, that I don't know. But like I remember how I discovered Planet of the Apes, and I love that story just because uh, I Jurassic Park was like movies are good. I'll look at I'll look at movies I'll look at movie guides now. I'll look at Leonard Moulton movie guide, and I'd go through the entire TV guide every week. The one we got free in the paper, not the mm-hmm. actual uh, all rights reserved TV guide, looking for four star movies, mm. and never found one really. Hmm. Like Lawrence of Arabia, I'm like, that's too long, and it's, I have to go to bed by then. But I saw a movie called Planet of the Apes, and it had four stars. I'm like, I, to begin my journey into loving film, wow. and and it just it was one of those four star movies I saw. Like you know, I saw Godfather and Breaking Away, but Planet of the Apes was fucking awesome when you're <laughs> preteen. That's a pre Metacritic world of just looking at what the TV yeah. guide stars and Leonard Moulton. That's all I had <laughs> yeah. to go off of. That's all I had to go off. But I, I don't want to talk much about that much about that. I want to talk about some new apes. You know what they say. A payload in motion stays in motion. Yeah, that's, we can uh, talk about older Winston. apes. Um, I don't have a clip for that. Just to say that's an older ape. He's yeah. dead now. Um, but but just a bunch of like I don't know. Henry had turned me on to this with a, a thing a long time ago that the oh, world yes. adding a monkey to infusing a monkey with anything would make all of that better for yeah. ev- for everybody forever. It would sell better. And it's odd to me that Planet of the Apes is all we have left. Yeah. Uh, look, okay, let's get the political talk right mm. out off Whoa. the bat. Yeah. Yeah, George, we, George W. Bush looks like a monkey. We criticize our current president uh, for being inept and unqualified. Uh, but that is definitely true. Yes. But the previous Republican actor candidate, I think the current oh, president yeah. has a much better resume and bio. Mm, it's true. Because, because, yeah. I, because this movie is not good, and I tried to watch it 8,000 times. This kind of fumbling is the mark of a bachelor. And bachelors shouldn't have babies. Now, should they? What? Especially not a baby like Bonzo. Are you mystified, bewildered, and puzzled? You needn't be. All these shenanigans take place in a hilarious new Hollywood movie called Bedtime for Bonzo, starring Ronald Reagan, Diana Lynn, and Bonzo, that amazing chimp. Bedtime for Bonzo. Yes. (laughs) 
<laughs> How would you feel about a monkey as a child? I bet you would like it. Well, I'm not doing else much this week. Gunsmoke's all booked up. This is Ronald Reagan's most famous movie, period, because he was not a famous actor. No, he got. Oh, sorry. He got out of World War II by being in the movie division. Yep. I wonder if he ran for president so people would pronounce his name correctly. Ronald really? Reagan. <laughs> I, I, like uh, Brian Regan. But this, uh, <laughs> Brian Regan. Uh, but this would be the thing people would make fun of him for in the 80s. Yeah. Uh, they bring up his old movies. Otherwise, there's just ones of like, the G-Men did it or something else like that. Yeah. Was, I learned so much about Ronald Reagan from You Must Remember This and how he was well, yeah. uh, selling out. All these yeah, that he wasn't, he wasn't so much a great actor as he got involved in acting politically like he was the head of SAG and ended mm. up being able like having control over who won now Oscars. everything SAGs <laughs> yeah when you're decomposing <laughs> next to your wife uh, second wife <laughs> who was also wife. an actress he's acting with a monkey he's acting with a monkey and my mother still says like I'll go home for Christmas mm. and I'll be drinking a glass of whiskey at 4am and she'll just yell bedtime for Bonzo yeah <laughs> so in her lexicon this movie predates her mm. like Bedtime for Bonzo is just a fucking term. I mean, I, now, I I'm, now I, I'm watching all of these chimp movies with the lens of, oh, chimps are dangerous and they will tear off your face and genitals well, if you provoke that, that them. Seemed that, like the worst trained chimp in a movie. It, it <laughs> yeah. put glasses on his face, but besides that, it was doing like gainers off of that bed. Well, it's I, like no one get that, near the chimp; he's that, freaking that, out. Someone gave that monkey a bunch of fruit punch. <laughs> I think that's why it stopped. Is because mm. like. I don't know. As a kid, like chimps would show up on sitcoms and like I don't know, hug yeah. Michelle Tanner for a fucking second. But yeah. I don't see chimps anywhere anymore. But like, if you go back through all of comedy history, mm-hmm. the Marx Brothers has a chimp. Uh, Eddie Murphy's interacted with a that's chimp. That's because uh, of uh, it was really easy to abuse animals and have no one well, care. And that's that, why that, that the gorilla, um, I want to, the gorilla suit is part of this. Yeah, that too. But it's like that's why that uh, the Evan Almighty movie was so expensive. It was because of all the animals, yeah. not the CGI, not Steve Carell, not anyone else, but, but the, the actual, animals. Like, the you treatment treat of the animals. Yeah. Animals correctly. You need someone on set to monitor every animal, to pay the trainers, to yeah. make sure all the animals are fine and not hurt. Yeah, the animals deserve to be paid more for that movie than Steve Carell. And, <laughs> and to <laughs> emphasize what kind of jokes that monkeys bring us, that fucking critic clip yeah. of the uh, Clint Eastwood movie. It made this, me my this favorite critic every... joke. It's so good. Ooh, someone's kissing me. It must be a beautiful woman. Now, I'll make sweet love to you while keeping my eyes closed the whole time. (laughs) Clyde! (laughs) (laughs) The monkey wants it. So, Clyde, I've never actually seen this movie, but, Mm -hmm. uh, man, one of our beautiful listeners sent me it on CED, the movie on vinyl. It's the wow. biggest physical piece of media I think I have because wow. it's larger than vinyl. Well, the uh, the the orangutan films of Clint Eastwood were kind of his bridge to other movies. It was. He had just been the ultimate western star of the '60s, the ultimate spaghetti western star into the mm-hmm. ultimate cop movie. Yeah. yeah, of that era, Dirty Harry. Dirty Harry. Yeah, but you say it's every which way but loose and any which way you can. 1978's every which way yeah. but loose. Another yeah. politician butting up with a monkey. Wow. That is um, true. He would become uh, the mayor of Carmel, California. <laughs> and then he would lecture a chair. California. Indeed he would. Yes. Um, but but- <laughs> this, this, this movie, 1978, Every Which Way But Loose, followed by the sequel, Any Which Way You Can. I've never even seen them, but immensely popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, will, I wanted to play the trailer because it's the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. Because it is, we, we just talked about Clint Eastwood type. Mm-hmm. And the trailer is two people talking about what they think of Clint Eastwood and what else can he do now? Because at the time, at the time, his agents told him not to do this, uh, and I, it hasn't held up as as 
well as the rest of his little, little. but uh I, this was a tremendous success so this trailer is insane oh, raining again you want to do something this evening of course not, well not this evening it's raining now i want to get out now how about taking this in a, a new black movie. screen okay what'd you have in mind Hey, babe, what do you think of Clint Eastwood? Oh, I think of him a lot. Yeah. <laughs> this squirrel's ripping off peanuts. Ain't you, squirrel? Can you imagine Clint Eastwood punching out a wise guy or laying out a bunch of guys who get out of line? Well, of course I can. Can you picture him falling hard for a sweet young thing who's got her eye on him? Oh, sure. That's easy. How about him fighting for money? Well, uh, yeah, I guess so. Can you see him allowing a woman to beat up on him? Oh, now you're putting me on. In my beat that woman Well, what do you think of Clint Eastwood confiding his deepest, darkest secrets oh. to an orangutan? It comes to sharing my feelings with a woman. <laughs> my stomach just turns to royal gelatin. Well, what do you think now? Now you're really kidding me. It that has to be a trailer made. 30 years after the movie came out I, I for YouTube checked. movies. I triple checked. It is it is a real trailer, I Are believe. you sure? It's on the Warner Brothers channel. I mean, I, I assume it's just like, imagine Clint Eastwood's career. You don't know about these monkey movies. Can yeah. you imagine him doing all of these things? It's, and that's what's incredibly bizarre about it. Like, our generation, or maybe people younger think of Clint Eastwood yeah. as a, he's a guy who directs boring movies with a lot of goofs in the shot because he doesn't like to do mm -hmm. more than one. whole lot of flags. <laughs> a lot of flags. Yeah, while I, I like that he kind of chooses like look it was one take that was fine let's just do it uh, but it, I think they did need to sell it as this is what you're getting in this Clint Eastwood movie. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, they, it, it, it was also like this is his pacifier movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Weird that, yeah, like, both was... this and uh, Bedtime for Bonzo mm -hmm. either have music in the trailer mm -hmm. at all. It's like, look, we. We got a monkey in this movie. We yeah. don't need a fancy song to sell yeah. this shit. Can you imagine Clint Eastwood with a monkey? How comical. It's a monkey. Or even Ron Regan. <laughs> uh, this, this reminds me of a funny story of a different ape movie uh, that the... In the Electric Boogaloo, the Canon Films mm -hmm. documentary, they talk about going bananas, yeah. which was they wanted to make an, their own ape film, and they interviewed the ape, the orangutan from Every Which Way But Loose, and they said that, like, Menachem Golan, the one of the bosses, were like, okay, and then the ape, he's talking to the orangutan, is like, and so then you do this, and then you go over there, and he's trying to... He's trying, trying to, to direct an animal. Direct the animal in the room, and that's when they realized it couldn't work, so they instead got a little person in a bad, <laughs> in a bad costume. And that's, I thought this would be a really funny topic, but it turns out... People in really bad gorilla costumes do not make for great audio. <laughs> I mean, you, I, I'm sorry, I don't want to cut to the chase here, it's but tremendously do, entertaining to me. Do you have the clip of uh, Freakazoid and Cosgrove uh, competing we to can, see if they know which one's an ape and which one's an ape costume? We can get to that when okay. we get back from the break. But I just wanted Variety when this film came out said this film is so awful. It's almost as if Clint Eastwood is using it to find out how far he can go. How, how bad a film can he associate with? With and I, we say this on our other Oscar shows, like. Like Clint Eastwood getting nominated for an Oscar for farting mm -hmm. is yeah. kind of a result of how shitty he was treated throughout mm -hmm. his entire career, and, and to some extent, how well his movies hold up. So put that together with Million Dollar Baby, Dirty Harry, <laughs> uh, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Where do you think Every Which Way But Loose ranks in uh, the highest grossing Clint Eastwood movies ever? Oh boy, uh, I bet it's near the top. I bet it's we, we all have favorite Clint Eastwood yeah. movies, right? It yeah. reached oh, out yeah. to an untapped redneck audience. I mm -hmm. would say it's probably pretty big. My, There's a huge country yeah. soundtrack as well. Yeah. Oh, uh, my favorite Eastwood, my favorite Eastwood directed movie mm -hmm. is Unforgiven. Unforgiven, great. My favorite number East, three. It's number three. Well, <laughs> uh, well, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly is my favorite. Way, way down. Okay. Mm -hmm. hmm. 
Uh, um, boy. So, uh, oh, I actually have my buzzer noise up. I could just tell you no. Okay. No, uh, I don't have it. The Outlaw Josie Whale. Oh, no, Dirty Harry. Dirty Harry 1 has got to be number one. I thought I had it, but I don't. Yeah. I'll give you correct sound. No, that's not what's force. happening here. Uh, number two, I'll just tell you, is any which way, <laughs> any which way you can. I knew it. Wow. Adjusted for inflation or what? So, adjusted for inflation. Okay. The uh, highest grossing Clint Eastwood movie of all time is, does anybody want to guess it? Uh, um, wait, is it Million Dollar Baby? It's the it's the one we're talking about. Wow. Oh. So one wow. and two are both monkey movies? Wow. His highest grossing <laughs> movies of all time never, adjusted for inflation third, are his monkey movies. Wow. Well, I think at the time, this I remember this playing on cable, but it looked so boring and unpalatable <laughs> to, to me as a little kid, so I never watched it. Well, it's also... And the monkey's of, not in it enough. <laughs> by the 80s, mm-hmm. he was directing himself more. This was... Mm-hmm. One of the last ones he did, uh, directing himself. He did uh, not directing himself. He did Courage Under Fire, which he also didn't direct himself mm-hmm. in. It was this really interesting perspective on Eastwood's career I didn't think of, because I only really paid attention to him after mm-hmm. Unforgiven. But Oscar ignored him for 20 oh, yeah. years, like you said, or 30 years. And it was then like after, a, all this, this last 20 years have been a make good. Yeah. And they, they said <laughs> that it was because he blamed it at the time. In that, in he did a hosting gig of it in mm-hmm. the early seventies, and he hated it, and was very honest about hating it. And Oscar was like, "All right, then fuck you." <laughs> I look as bored as James Franco. Yeah. I was too Plus, he still had that ape Where stink are on him. Where their chairs from Walter Matthau, this must be a beautiful woman. <laughs> uh, uh, how about we talk about uh, more ape shenanigans when we get back? And I apologize in advance. Thank you, Ape fans, for listening. I got to tell you, this show is brought to you by Audible, and you guys can go to audibletrial.com slash lasertime and get a free audiobook just for giving it a shot for 30 days. Audible's got a bunch of audiobooks, comedy, ooh, the new Dr. Cat series, and so much more. Almost 200,000 titles to choose from that you can listen to on your iPhone, Android, desktop, Windows phone. That was just discontinued, you silly goose. Put that thing away and get a new phone. Obviously, Audible has all your big-ass bestsellers, but Dave shot me a message over like, you know... If you like apes as much as I do, you can get the original uh, Planet of the Apes book narrated by Greg Wise. Uh, yeah, Pierre Boulle's Le Planète de Sion. It's, I'm sure it's translated and doesn't sound that bad. You can get the official novelization of Dawn of the Planet of the Apes or the new War of the Planet of the Apes. Spoil it for yourself. I haven't seen it yet. Or even Michael Crichton's Congo over on Audible. So give it a shot. It's free. If you go to audibletrial.com slash lasertime and get one of those books for free in a free 30-day trial. Thank you, Audible. you like Laser Time shows? Then you might like Bonus Time, Laser Time's weekly bonus show exclusively on Patreon.com slash Laser Time. Here's a taste of what you've been missing. 
I went to uh, Las Vegas for the weekend for a bachelor party. That's why you couldn't watch Spider Man. I think yeah. we had the better weekend. We were staying a place where, like, oh yeah, there's just always beer. So it was a fun trip. Like the place we stayed at was fucking amazing. Like rented an Airbnb of this dude who it was what? a five bedroom, five bathroom. Holy God! House wow. with outside there was a, a giant pool with a water slide and a fucking grotto in water the back. Water slide! Wow! Love water uh, slides. But the the problem is. We were probably, like, a mile from the Strip. If we wanted to get food, like, we had to order it. And, the, like, the thing I love about Vegas is yeah. you eat shittily, too. Huh. Like, we ordered shit from, like, Safeway. Oh, that's awful. And more than half of the stuff we ordered, they were like, ah, oh, we didn't have it, so we just... Here's your order. There's crackers and cheese. There, there's no bacon in this order. There's no, like... So just have eggs. <laughs> no, we were sense. eating extremely shittily, like... Homer making a meal for himself, mm-hmm. kind of like some moon waffles are being passed around. No cloves, cloves and fucking and, jo- and Tom Collins, Collins mix. mix. Yeah, <laughs> let's go get your mother. Uh, uh, so like, I looked into it because apparently that's what cruise ship dining yeah. is too. It's just one like prolonged it, yeah, buffet. Yeah, that fucking uh, oh, yeah. failed oh, music yeah. festival, fire music <laughs> festival. That's what we were eating. Oh uh, shit! But I chat in five different bathrooms, which is nice. nice. I made that my mission. I'm like, oh, look, I'm gonna find every bathroom here and Atta shit boy. in it. <laughs> Get bonus time, Laser Time's weekly, full-length, uncensored, and ad-free Patreon-exclusive podcast, as well as full-length movie commentaries, wrestling and cartoon video commentaries, the first season of Talking Simpson, and more at patreon.com slash laser time, starting at just five bucks. You'll help us live, and we'll do our best to help you never be bored again. Laser Time, second segment. Coming in with a Lancelot Link theme song, uh, which is, for my money, one of the greatest things that has ever happened. The, in the most monkey torture ever filmed and put on Nickelodeon. <laughs> it's, it, I don't know that it's exactly torture, because I think it's torture to get them to be in scenes with humans. Mm-hmm. And I, if you've never... They said a behind-the-scenes. Remember TBS had, like... Its promos were all monkeys, like reenacting famous movies. Yeah, it, uh, it got a pilot for a show. The Chimp Channel, it was called. Yeah, they, right. it got a pilot called oh TCC the Chimp Channel. And I was like, I, when I was looking things up, I'm like, oh, this was a show. Mm-hmm. Maybe there'll be a good clip of it. And mm-hmm. it is not. It is just monkeys acting out famous scenes. Yeah. But they're not saying monkey things. Well, they're, they have human lines. Yeah, so it's like, what the... Wh- so they wh- showed behind the scenes, and it's just, it is like two trainers, like, holding a puppet mouth, not unlike controlling a fucking uh-huh. Ninja Turtle in 1989, but yelling, talk! Talk, talk, over talk. there, over there, over there. And yes, it's them screaming at the top of their lungs. So I don't know that the chimps go through any bad shit when they're in the movie alone. No, I'm talking about the the conditions on the set during Lancelot Link in the oh, '60s was it that bad? were probably not very good for they for the animals. Referred involved. to it as a seven figure budget. If you don't know what it is, it's not gonna. The, the clip's not gonna do it very well. But I wanted to play. This is the Lawrence of Arabia parody, and you guys will laugh at the visual. <laughs> Out on the burning sands of the Iberian desert, a small expedition wended its weary way. In charge was Professor Sir Reginald Rhesus, noted archaeologist and also secret agent for Ape, the agency to prevent evil. The agency to prevent evil. That is incredible to me. They got two apes in costumes 
and then put one on a camel, yeah. and then the other yeah. leads is leading the it. Camel. <laughs> and they put a, and they put a mustache and a safari hat yeah. and a set of yeah. glasses kind of on the other one. And Buck teeth. He's not doing a very good job leading that but camel. This, this he's like, show, I'm gonna tear this thing's head off. I, I forget. I think I, like something on Nickelodeon introduced. I thought yeah, this I show was the monkeys because mm. Nickelodeon would show. Uh, they also the, had the monkeys too. They also had the monkeys, well, but the, like this is the one you should have called the monkeys. As a little kid, <laughs> well, I got them confused. Well, Lancelot Link and the monkeys were. They were kind of the bridge hour mm-hmm. to regular Nick at Night from mm-hmm. Nick programming. Yeah. So I watched the, those shows a lot, but so this, this was on, terrified me as a kid. I hated seeing this. Is, this is on Hulu, and if you can not think about monkey torture, and there will definitely be <laughs> scenes that will show monkey torture. Monkey torture, <laughs> the state reference. Uh, it is one of the greatest things to combine with marijuana that I can think of. Uh-huh. Like Just a bunch of apes doing parodies of things. Also, as a kid, my brain for a while mixed it up with Get Smart because I was watching Get Smart at the same time. and it's I believe similar. they use the same sets and the oh, same writers yeah. I would just not to be save shocked. money. Yeah, that makes sense. Because I, I think somebody claimed it was like the cheapest show ever produced. And it's, <laughs> it's super campy and super 70s, but it is all monkeys mm-hmm. all the time and I cannot recommend <laughs> it enough one human character nothing but monkeys yes if you can get blitzed uh, turn on <laughs> Lancelot Link I, I should probably go back to uh, the biggest monkey thingy of all time we're millionaires boys I'll share it with all of you why in a few months we'll be up in lights on Broadway come the eighth wonder of the world Look at the wow. size of that platform. There could be 1938 millionaires. Uh, well, that is the 1938 trailer. Oh. Because when King Kong came out, trailers didn't really exist. Uh, <laughs> uh, 1933. Mm. Uh, Marion C. Cooper's I, King Kong. I love King Kong. It's so great. It was... I, I feel like we're part of the last generation who will be spoon-fed King Kong. It's like, yeah, this mm. is just movies. This is a, this is yeah. a movie you watch. And this I, is t- the old movie you'll watch. Uh, you won't watch other old movies yep. as a little kid, but you'll watch this one. It's still profoundly entertaining to mm-hmm. me. Well, mm-hmm. when we were kids too, this got replayed much more than I mean. There were the seventy. There was the seventy-five mm-hmm. remake. The yep. Diego yeah. De one. Yeah, I never saw that one until I sought it out. Yeah, <laughs> they could have shown that on TV, but they were showing uh, black and white. I, wa- I tried my so. best to find a promo clip. Just. We had, I remember we had cable, but I think it was like solely for Braves games. Like the, the neighbors were chipping in because uh, they were the closest pro team to, uh, to my Florida town. But TNT launched when I was like seven years old and it launched with like Fraggles and Muppets like blowing up the TNT logo. And it, it's first night, it's like we got King Kong. Regular version, colorized, and it was That's like a real Duke Phillips choice. <laughs> but it, it's put like, on King Kong. I can't. I, it'll make it makes you feel real old to emphasize, but like this is the premiere of like the 14th cable channel. Yeah, and it yeah, launched with King Kong. And I've I've been in love with it ever since. It inspired me to make little movies with dioramas. Mm. Essentially, that's all it is. It's it's stop motion, and it has just the the craziest behind the scenes story that like nobody gave a fuck about it and. Not, not that's not true, but because mm-hmm. they they shit at a sequel that no one ever talks about, like the mm-hmm. very next year with nobody else involved. Son what's, of what's Kong, a, oh, Son, of, yeah. Son of Kong, and oh, yeah. I, and if you've heard all the behind the scenes stories about like how ill defined the film business was, because mm-hmm. no one expected this film to resonate for this long, because like the studio that made it went under, yeah, not well, like shortly thereafter. It was just it was no, another movie to show for a minute, and then yeah. you replace it with the next movie. Yeah. But it, 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 I think it probably came to prominence for kids on cable uh, mm-hmm. to discover it there. But I love all those stories of like it was Willis O'Brien did the effects. And, uh, like, the director was so intrigued by, like, oh, fuck, you got dinosaurs to move in stop motion. This is, like, the beginning of animation. And he literally, those, the dinosaurs King Kong fights are from another movie. Those are wow. puppets from another film. Oh, I um, see. It, it, that it, they'd done before in a short film. I don't think they'd done a full 
full length movie with effects in it. Mm-hmm. And well, and then, and then King Kong it did start a a long series of pretenders or copycats. It like, did because copyrights were so ill defined. Yes, because the directors like. I wrote the movie. My name's on it. I own the copyright. And like it turned out, you actually have the least claim to this. The guy who says he owns the effects, Willis mm-hmm. O'Brien, he managed to bring it to Toho. Uh, King Kong movies, there have been nine of them. They have been released by Paramount, Warner Brothers, Toho, Universal Studios, and that's not even it. With names yeah. like Rankin Bass, wow. Dino De Laurentiis, mm-hmm. Peter Jackson. Well, as would no happen... No canon films? I'm kind of surprised. <laughs> I'm uh, shocked. Well, Dino got to it first. Dino, Dino De Laurentiis was the His canon films canon of films. the 70s. Yeah. The, uh, it, also, we would find out about its poor copyright thanks mm-hmm. to the Donkey Kong lawsuit yes. of the All 80s. All right, that's right. Because Donkey Kong clearly would not exist if King Kong didn't exist. Duh. Yeah, but it's, just, I, it's not really a ripoff. You guys know me. If you're listening by now, I'm obsessed with uh, you know behind the scenes and movie stuff. I think we mm. all grew up assuming King Kong belonged to Universal because they built the ride out of mm. it. Mm-hmm. They, yes. had, they had no claim to the movie at all whatsoever. Yeah, but Universal thought they could prove they did. Yeah. And so then they sue Nintendo really as a bid to like, well, hey, this lawsuit will go away if you just let us buy you. <laughs> then Nintendo was able to prove, no, you don't own King Kong at all. You yeah. can't even get us. And it totally worked. And that's why there were a slew of new Kong films yeah. after yeah. that, too. And then oddly enough, the last act of The Wizard takes place yes. in Universal Studios it, in the King yeah, Kong ride. Like yes. underneath the King Kong yeah. ride. Which is somehow shot. Attached to Video Armageddon. I'll never understand that. <laughs> Nickelodeon Studios wasn't built yet. Yeah. That's true. It's, it's, it's that... taking an elevator from King Kong to the fucking video game tournament. I feel like Ray wasn't on that comic. That is a great shot from that movie. Oh, you weren't on that? No. Just that like, was, that shot Scotland. is like the only HD footage we have to preserve that Kong ride. They're both gone. Yeah. You can see them building the slime geyser in the background. <laughs> <laughs> that Kong ride burned down. Uh, they're building the Gullah Gullah Island set over his bones. <laughs> I, I think my favorite of the Kong copycats I've mm-hmm. seen was Mighty Joe Young. Yeah, like, I mean that's it a, has the most heart. The uh, the original or the uh, Bill Paxton? Both of them. I, I, I saw the the Bill Paxton one is more in my mind. Like I watched Mighty Joe and Young the original like on TCM on summer mm-hmm. vacation once, but the Bill Paxton one was more impressive, and it was mm-hmm. also like. Oh wow! Look at this awesome puppeteering of this. It yeah. was an ape puppet. It was not CG. It's mostly. I think it's because I, I do count myself as a huge Kong fan. I will apologize for most all of them except for the De Laurentiis <laughs> stuff. Because again, that's I said that on some bonus time. And somebody found the clip. It's when he's being presented in front of bleachers. They sold the King Kong '70s remake on. We're going to build a giant moving King <laughs> mm. Kong. You saw his arm the in the 1933 version or his open palm. We're going to build a life-size one and it totally shit the bed over and over again. There is one two-second shot of it in the film and it looks ridiculous. It can't move. It, it looks just... like it's. it looks like they like he'd been hung mm-hmm. and his legs are dangling and, his, and someone's pulling his arm up. I can slightly. see the mountain of cocaine that influenced that decision on a table, just a huge mound of it. Exactly. And it's just, and they hire Rick Baker, effects artist Rick Baker. We talked about him in 30, 20, 10 for Harry and the Hendersons and uh, he made he made the Gremlins uh, American Werewolf in London mm-hmm. Tana, like uh, he is his first job was like well we need a gorilla effects can you do that and he's like yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm not sure he realized he would be in, in a gorilla suit the way he describes it is that nobody the film going audience assumed they were going to look at a big animatronic mm. not one of our <laughs> one of God's gifts to special effects in a gorilla suit, but that is how that movie ended up turning out. Oh, what a lie, man! Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's an and incredible. They made line. a worse sequel where yes. he is resurrected with a yeah. cyborg heart by Linda Hamilton. Yep, <laughs> yep. And for and some he reason, he has sex in it. 
I didn't sign up for that. You wanted to see King Kong fucking? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. A lot of people call the Peter Jackson one worse. Um, look, it is the most indulgent thing in like this episode. It would have yes. been all right as two movies. That's mm-hmm. that's the thing. Like, it, like well, the new one. The, the new yeah, one like, is just on Skull Island. This was a fucking three three hour it's plus three hour movie plus. That's... On, that are two very different movies. I think I believe the stat is it takes longer the, for them to get to Skull Island than it does for you to watch the original King Kong. Yeah, which by the way they recreate during those sequences <laughs> yeah. multiple times. I never bothered watching it because it was over three hours long. Really? I yeah. just say no. Well, your movie is too long. <laughs> yeah, because after after Lord of the Rings, he could make whatever movie he wanted, yeah. and that a three and a half hour long King Kong movie. I loved it. And I remember, then would have yeah. an extended edition. And it's on Andy Serkis getting his XP yeah. as being yes. a fucking mocap ape. Yeah. And, and then we talk about video games. Nintendo launches to fame essentially yeah. on the back mm-hmm. of a monkey. Yes. Uh, King Kong, Andy Serkis has basically started a mocap actor studio wow. on the well, yeah, Gollum. That's but, true. Well, but but, it's, yeah. it's happening now as Caesar in the Planet mm. of the Apes series. Oh, um, yeah. As that's what he's doing. Yeah, he's been he's been doing great as Caesar since the beginning. Though the actor who played Koba mm. is Man. even better at it. I would say. Yeah, I, I forget would, how. Would. There's a bunch of behind the scenes talent, like like literal named actors. People would headline yes. a sitcom or playing it's, apes. It's, in I think that movie. the man with the last name Circus is so good at playing animals. <laughs> I, I remember listening to an interview with um, the woman who played Kitty on Arrested Developments, like, say goodbye to these. <laughs> she in just an interview said, like, oh, yeah, I'm one of the apes in, in yeah. the new apes movie. I didn't know like, that. What? And she's like, yeah, just you walk but, around. And, and But they don't advertise. It's just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, Judy Greer is. Yeah. Judy uh, Greer, she's Caesar's wife. She's Caesar's it. wife. Uh, but did you like the new Kong movie, Skull Island? I haven't, I haven't watched it yet. Oh, I, I thought it was great. Yeah. But it is ridiculously stupid yeah. and it, it's just as stupid as Peter Jackson's it, yeah. it's even more so stupid in how grounded it tries to keep itself yeah. mm. uh, because it, it's very bizarre I guess because if we're being honest no King Kong movie is kind of about Kong it's about people who go to find Kong mm-hmm. and experience mm-hmm. him and then bring him back it's about man tampering in God's domain oh but yeah and uh, some people have a animalistic racism this is a term <laughs> used to describe the original yeah, King Kong but I, not, not the new one it doesn't apply no, to the new one it's really hard to get around that because uh Joe Rogan actually had this joke about it I love. He's like, no, it is the most racist movie ever. This this ape is on this <laughs> island surrounded by humans that he seems to not care about. Mm-hmm. But the second a blonde white woman shows up, he's just, he goes Ooh la la. Yeah. He, does, he does go ape. Joe Rogan, who I imagine is what a shaved ape looks like. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Alpicia, Alpicia can really tank. likes cocaine. Um, but I cocaine. What I, I did get clips because I love the new one, but it is really dumb. Mm-hmm. But here's how they. That's the thing. It's it. It's I've never seen a movie that feels so much like Episode One mm. because yeah. Kong never leaves uh, uh, Skull Island mm. in the film. Yeah, take your time, movie. Yeah. But they are. But it's like because they're leading up to it's that a goddamn movie Godzilla. Universe, yeah, yeah. But with oh. who? Like Kong and a bunch of Godzilla. The monster verse, pretty much. Who are yeah. America's other giant people? The well, colossal man. They're just planning. Like in twenty twenty two, you're gonna they're gonna make a billion dollars off the King Kong versus Godzilla. Movie. I'm so sick of that. When the credits done, pencils down, class. Yeah. You can't do anything else after that. <laughs> that yeah. oh, I thought you meant because like Brett. It was hilarious. He even prepared me for it. There's a post credit stinger to the movie. Yeah, and before it rolls, it's like and Godzilla, Rodan, and King Giordia are copyright mm-hmm. Toho. I'm like, that hasn't been mentioned yet. Yeah, and, yeah. and they, 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 they haven't mentioned any of this stuff yet. So everybody's expecting something in end uh, credits now. And and by 
to make it even stupider, the characters all do like a bunch of the characters do heel turns in the post credits <laughs> to explain Boy, why this is worse. It, I'm telling you, I love this movie. I can't recommend mm. Kong Skull Island enough. As a monkey fan, I loved it. It is so fucking dumb. But yeah. here's a, here's a less dumb clip because the heart of it is John C. Riley, and we yeah. can, it's it's Steve Brule, and he's in a, he's in a ton of it. He plays a pilot from uh, World War II who crashed on the island and hasn't seen humanity because it's set in the seventies. It's set in the early seventies, mm. and uh, he, he's just him describing Kong. And then one day, the damnest thing happened. This is him describing Kong, uh, but unlike the other films where like there are, they live in terror of Kong and uh, they build a giant door. We've all heard that joke. Uh, they, where they sacrifice women to Kong. That's not what happens here. Mm-hmm. They revere him and worship him because he is their protector. And then one day, the damnest thing happened. Some of the things they were afraid of started protecting them against the things that were eating them. <laughs> Nothing lasts forever, I guess. And this is where they honor the last of their saviors. Yeah. That's calm. He's king around here. He's God to these people. Kong's a pretty good king. Keeps himself mostly. This is his home. We're just guests here. Well, you don't go into someone's house and start dropping bombs unless you're picking a fight. Wasn't Kong the one who killed your friend? No. One of them did. Kong's god on the island. But the devils live below us. And what are they called? The Iwis won't speak their name. But I call them skull crawlers. Why? Because it sounds neat. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Look, I just made that name up. I'm trying to scare you. I'm fine calling them that. Are you cool with that? Yeah, that, that seems like a I good, like seems the name, like a, a so name. I think you... never said that name out loud before. It sounds stupid now that I say Just you call him whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> He's the bleeding heart of the whole movie because yeah. every other character sucks, is boring, or doesn't need to be there. And many watch of them, out for the monkeys. <laughs> many of them die just for <laughs> no reason. All, it's that Kong is protecting what's left of humanity mm. from the giant mutations uh that's an interesting distinction it's it's similar to what they did in the the american godzilla of 2014 too of just they like, did this is a monster that may cause you harm incidentally but he does not choose to kill humanity he mm. is defending you in a way which is something that both in king kong and godzilla terms it, they they have their first movie is where they're the bad guy they're yeah. the force of nature mm. yeah and this that's what sort of bums me out is this lacks that mm. he is well, the hero except sam jackson like Really holds a vendetta against Kong. Mm. They throw bombs onto the island, and Sam they, they take out one helicopter, and Sam Jackson will not let it go. He's like, we need to escape. And like, we'll show him, man, is still king. Like, dude, get off the fucking island. Don't sacrifice any more ammunition yeah. trying to take down the giant gorilla. It doesn't make any sense. That's but, right. I killed the ape. But what it, but what it does, what the movie does that is incredibly wonderful and stupid is that it sets up this is now this is a prequel to Godzilla 2014 yes (laughs) it is a prequel and that they've known about these monsters forever and literally John Goodman is gathering them with the help of Sam Jackson's mercenary group 
Does it have to be? So this was never about geology. You dropped those charges to flush something out. Who are you? You heard of the USS Lawton? Neither did the public. Out of a thousand young men on that ship, I was the only survivor. They told my family she was sunk in battle, but I know what I saw. It had no conscience. No reasoning, just destroy. I spent the last 30 years trying to prove the truth of what I learned that day. This planet doesn't belong to us. Ancient species owned this earth long before mankind, and if we keep our heads buried in the sand, they will take it back. My agency is known as Monarch. We specialize in the hunt for massive, unidentified terrestrial organisms. You knew that thing was out here? I'm sorry for your men, Colonel. I truly am. Get us home. Hmm. With proof. So we can send the cavalry. To what? Mm -hmm. So it makes everybody completely unsympathetic. Mm -hmm. So you're... What is your goal here? To prove they exist mm -hmm. and then murder all of them? You I, know they're here on this island, just hanging out. I mean, those were his explanation of monarch cattle. Like he should have said monarch trademark. It was. It was when. Uh, it was when Coulson would pronounce shield uh, mm -hmm. all the way through. It's. It's. The, it explains the anagram on his patch that's been yeah. there the whole time. Well, that, I work for an agency who is somehow funded to hunt okay. down and kill <laughs> giant mythic monsters. It's also real cheap to. Do the Welcome to the Avengers mm -hmm. initiative scene yes. with Sam Jackson <laughs> in the scene. Oh, right. And Loki. He's, he's in the and other group. Loki, yeah. And <laughs> Captain Marvel. Well, they're really. <laughs> and only... one of the members of the Guardians of the Galaxy Nova Squad. There's only <laughs> two dozen actors you I know. can cast in things. So <laughs> they're all going to be five different superheroes in like five years from I'm now. Just, John, John Riley is just. It's the perfect mix between like Steve Brule mm. and like a serious mm. performance. <laughs> it's great. I he's love great him. in this movie. Yeah, I love the ads. That they didn't hide Kong from you. They give yeah. it to you immediately. That's something that the... He pops up almost immediately when they get to the island, and it's about them crashing and tr trying to escape. Well, like in the ads for the Peter Jackson King Kong, mm -hmm. they kind of hid him from you they for a did. while. And when you see him, you're just like, well, look, he's a giant gorilla. He will have different scars on him that make him <laughs> uniquely their Kong, but he yeah. still has to be a giant gorilla a with no big genitals. Fucking gorilla. And like, for me, that's really cool. Mm -hmm. And I had that revelation when talking to you guys about it on bonus time that, like... It's what makes King Kong exclusive for the movies. Like, mm. you have to have the biggest, best <laughs> effects and budget and time to make a small thing. There can't be a King Kong show. It just can't exist because Kong relies on mm. state-of-the-art spectacle, spectacle, like state-of-the-art effects. Expensive uh, spectacle. And there's, I don't know, with the dim dissemination of all media, it's like mm -hmm. you can't really say that about anything else. It could I all mean, be a TV show. What about Grape Ape, Chris? What about Grape? What about Grape Ape? <laughs> <laughs> he wrote a car. Why he said I Grape Ape one? a lot. That's all I know. Grape Ape. Yeah. Grape he, ape. Was, he was one of many Hanna-Barbera ape people. Mm -hmm. I preferred Grape Ape to uh, McGill Gorilla. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. So better than Peter Potamus. Weren't they both in the same Hanna-Barbera universe? Yes. I remember yeah. them competing yes. on the Laugh Olympics. Well, because Hanna-Barbera didn't so much throw things at the wall and see what worked they didn't wait for things to get to the wall <laughs> entire 13 episode season well, no not an ape gorilla that's better we'll live in a football world it'll be amazing and they're all solving crimes well by the mid 70s they realized we own the rights to all these characters mm. so we can just do cross yeah. crossover shows like like well actually wacky races was not a crossover show they were all original to that but yeah laugh yeah. olympics and also yogi's space race which was just 
It was just wacky races in yeah, space. Yeah. And on 30, That's how cheap they were. And on, on 30 2010, we talk about the end of Harvey Birdman being 10 years old, which is effectively oh, I love Harvey the real end of the Hanna-Barbera universe. Yeah. Yeah. It's the last time all those characters came together to play in any kind of mainstream media. It was yeah. the last like sneering Gen X use of uh, boomer characters. And once the show got canceled, like, look, you Gen Xers are too old to watch this anymore. <laughs> doing it. We need, Grow up. We need 20-something stoners now. You guys you guys have children. You can't get stoned to watch this. The yeah, Magilla Gorilla, his storyline was that he was Magilla Gorilla, Gorilla oh, for he sale. Like, like Top Cat, but he was trapped in a zoo. Well, he was a dummy. Like, mm. he was stupid. Unlike Top Cat, he was at Mr. Peebly's uh, uh, pet store, uh, and every episode would be him being adopted by somebody new, and then it would fail. They'd be like, oh, this gorilla's terrible, and then they'd give back to a better... Mr. Peebly, and Mr. Peebly's mm. like, no, I'll never get rid of this gorilla. We deserve a better gorilla cartoon, and a few people know of one out there in production right now. I would support that shit a billion percent. I mean, there were because things... regular show sort of counts there was like uh my classmates a monkey or my gym no my gym, gym partner partners a which monkey, yeah. we didn't have gym partners 10 years yeah. ago mm-hmm. wait we're thinking we're forgetting about one important giant gorilla which one goku yes goku, oh, goku is and vegeta all the saiyans turn into gorillas thank when there's you. a full moon thank you for the anime yes. yes i totally forgot about that yep, because yep. they have the tails not all the time uh if you cut their tails off they lose that power mm-hmm. is but that correct it, Henry? Yes. yeah every full moon a saiyan will transform into a giant gorilla that can also shoot lasers out of its mouth and <laughs> smash everything. It's See? so cool. It's so cool. Everything I'm not covering for people 10 years <laughs> younger than me right now has been covered and, in DBZ. And Gorillas were cool. The first time it happened at Dragon Ball, it was a shock to the readers of like, <laughs> no, this kid who you think, they think it's just a retelling of Journey to the West, which has been done 8 million times yeah. in manga. But then it's like, Oh, he also transforms into a giant ape, but he doesn't remember it. Everybody yeah. has to tell him, and that's when they discover you cut off his tail. Sometimes the tail can grow back for people, and uh, that was the it was the awesomest use of it was in the uh, was in the first Vegeta fight because they fight Vegeta for like thirty episodes, yeah. and then when you think it's finally ju- done, Vegeta's like. I see. Oh, that's right. They destroy the moon. They destroy that's the moon. That's right. They destroy the moon. Ball. Oh, my God. Because yeah. Goku's almost winning a fight. And then Piccolo, I believe it was Piccolo, it's goes Piccolo, like, yeah. all right, I'm blowing up the fucking moon. The moon turns you into this. So in the in the Dragon Ball world, there's no more moon. <laughs> Monkey deterrent. <laughs> so then Vegeta, he's can get around that because he can make a fake moon that then turns him into the giant ape. <laughs> See, this is probably how the 25-year-old kids feel when I talk about King Kong. Dragon Ball is a 30-year-old show, though. It is. It's super... Again, 30-2010, we chronicled its second movie in 1997. Uh, I, second Dragon Ball movie. This conversation even here reminds me why I love Toriyama's Dragon Ball when it's... It is wacky town. Like, that's yeah. what's great about it. And not to go on too long about this, but I feel like Goku turning into a monkey was just a cheap way to defeat the villain of the first arc. Just like, how yes. can we just end this story? A giant monkey shows up and destroys his castle, <laughs> yeah. and it's Goku. But Toriyama dealt with it pretty well. Yeah, like, People yeah. describe Dragon Ball like this more often. I probably yeah, would have Dragon Ball's in. amazing. You can watch it. I, that's how, dude, yeah. that's what I did when I first got the internet. Yeah. Fan sub DBZ. OG mm-hmm. Dragon Ball is fantastic. Oh, yeah. and in the terrible film Dragon Ball Evolution, the live action version, do the monkey movie, thing? He, he turns into the ape man Ugh. at the end of it too but I don't think he gets giant but yeah. it is like the end fight well yeah. if you're if I've indulged that shit you have to indulge me with my <laughs> okay. favorite apiness the world he finds out in the galaxy will challenge every idea you've ever had of civilization a planet where man is the lowest order of living things and the superior beings are 
tapes. So I'm just trying to get, like, I love 1968's Planet of the Apes so much. Mm-hmm. It's very, very good. And I've been doing a lot of research because I wanted to do uh, one of, you know, video. Brett had done a lot of the uh, timeline casually explained. So we're not going to talk about any of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. But what I do love talking about when it comes to Planet of the Apes, I really would like you to think about that clip in the trailer as if you didn't know the end of the film. <laughs> because the marketing for this was just like, it is a planet made of apes. Mm. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy that a man that nuts? went there? Do not mention Rod Serling, because even <laughs> yeah. that could give it away. Well, yeah. we're not talking about the timeline, but I, what I love <laughs> is uh, the the TV series based on the original book was made in Japan, mm-hmm. which was on Mystery Science Theater as a movie called Time of the Apes. They're not the same thing. Not the same thing? No, I no. Thought, I thought that was based on the original book, uh, the Time oh, of oh, the Apes no, story. Sorry, I thought you meant the, uh, the TV series. Yes, there's the, a, there's the a TV t- series made in Japan that was turned into the TV movie, yes, Time sorry, of the Apes. I thought Apes. you meant the Planet of the Apes TV series. No, no. Uh, whatever the Japanese TV series that became the edited down movie mm. Time of the Apes that was on Mystery wow. Science Theater season three, that was based on the original book and apparently more faithful. There was yes, like yeah. uh, monkey military, monkey buildings. The it most was... faithful Planet of the Apes anything is the animated series because yeah. they still have access to helicopters and man's machinery but to the credits of the screenwriters like in the Planet of the Apes it's like Dr. Zayas is hiding that from everybody. Mm. Yeah. He, it, he, he sees the danger in mechanization. and He uh, shaped it as best they could. Mm. And it's like, but he, oh, when he crumples up that paper airplane, it's yeah. so great. Yes. When you know that what yes, he's the, really saying, like, any God ex- damn it, this guy knows what's going Don't on. Don't look into anything. No, <laughs> turn away. You won't like what you find. And, Enjoy your blue pill, everyone. And it is the, <laughs> it is the best Twilight Zone episode ever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the most, most expensive one for sure. And I love how this is the original trailer and how like they are, they know what the tagline is going to be. It's a What a twist, it's, eh? Oh. But you didn't see that one. They though, haven't, but. but that's the thing. They haven't revealed the twist yet. And another thing I love about old trailers, once again, is that the, it's like oh, a three-minute yes, trailer, yeah. and it just ends with the actor Charlton Heston. A great many people worked long and hard <laughs> to answer the question of what a civilization would be like where the evolutionary process has been reversed and apes were the superior species. You wouldn't download a car, would you? Many <laughs> people worked on it. But that, that that's... He's not saying what the ending is. Yeah. No. Nobody knows that yet. And the, the phenomenon of Planet of the Apes is from 68 to essentially... It's dead in 74. Yeah. About 74. Like, like the, no one gives a fuck about it. And that's what's fascinating to me in both Kong, mm-hmm. uh, Old Kongs and Planet of the Apes is that not only did people like not make movies planning them to be franchises, mm-hmm. they treated Planet of the Apes like absolute garbage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in the history of it is just like, oh, this movie was successful. Wow, and everything else flopped. Like after 1968, Fox released four movies with exclamation points in them: mm. Star and Dora, Dora, Dora. Like and like they all bombed. And it's like, well, that works. Should we maybe make like? And, and unlike modern films, they like cut the budget in more than half every time they made another one. <laughs> and every time they did great, and they buoyed the studio until they just like literally nobody cared. Nobody <laughs> yeah, cared. The, the only parallel I can think of is Jaws, which mm-hmm. also probably took about one decade, like under a decade, and then yeah. they're done huh. for like four movies, and it's just, eh, but this people is the, are tired of it. After the first movie, there was a movie every year. And yeah. the the year after, in 1974, when the after the fifth movie, mm-hmm. there was a TV show oh, and okay. a cartoon show. They because didn't. also, yes. unlike Star Wars, and that's... I love talking about that because George Lucas is a genius, not because he wrote a great film. Mm-hmm. It's because he locked down the merchandising right, didn't have to ask permission 
to make shit that people wanted. Right. Whereas you didn't get Planet of the Apes toys until after it was over. Yeah. And they started airing them on television and, and they're like, wow. wait, kids like this? Kids have always liked this, you asshole. Maybe you shouldn't kill the main character and blow up the earth at the end of every fucking movie. <laughs> well, they, which they do because everybody hated it. They yes. wanted to like slam the movie shut after every movie just make a little more money. Get the studio by. Every uh, they didn't have franchise management back then. No, like, no. that was a different film business. They're just like they probably thought of Planet of the Apes as the as like oh it's the slinky of this year or whatever. <laughs> That's what I forgot to mention. It is all from the Arthur P. Jacobs, not Fox. He's the one who found this option and shepherd the project. And apparently he went to Paris to meet with a literary agent, uh, Alain Bernheim, in, in hopes to obtain the rights to a fantastic new book to make a movie off of. And he didn't really have an idea. And he's quoted as saying, I wish King Kong hadn't been made so I can make it. <laughs> and to the literary agent responded, I have a book about a monkey. The author hates it because he wrote Bridge in the River Kwai, one of the most respected stories oh, of all same time. same guy, wow. Uh, Pierre Boll wrote, like, just as a lark, wrote this wow. movie. He's like, I do have a monkey movie, if that's what you'd like. And like, yeah, sure, why not? Hmm. Fox makes it and like, he eventually sells it to Fox and Fox is like, we're not interested in movies. Let's make it a TV show. Like that's when you look at it makes sense when you look at how badly they treated Aliens and Predator, which should have oh, yeah. also been franchises or Die Hard. Fox is terrible to its fucking franchises. Yeah, they've gotten slightly better in the last couple of years. I think in spite of themselves, because you, you just heard the Madhouse line. Let me, let me let me play a bit from Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Oh, response. <laughs> Thinking far off me, you damn 38! Oh, that's one of my fa- it's, that's one of my favorite moments in the last ten years of yeah. film. It's pretty oh, awesome. And, and, and they give you the cornball reference <laughs> yeah. to the original movie, and the Caesar just yells yeah. no. He speaks for the first time it's, in the film. It, yeah, it's yeah. amazing in that scene how the monkey looks more realistic than Draco Malfoy with fucking <laughs> Justin Bieber hair. <laughs> yeah, that that moment in the theater was just amazing no. because we've been enjoying the film all right to yeah, that yeah. point and we're just like but we know this uh, this i my expectations so low hmm. and we i know before we got in the theater we joked like all right how many references are going to the old one <laughs> we were all on guard for it so when he says that he, he, he had just, already there, there was a diminished line earlier of draco malfoy hitting with fucking fires and like it's a madhouse yes, it's a yeah. madhouse so I, he's, it's actually it i think part of the reason that rise of the planet of the apes mm-hmm. is kind of a success mm-hmm. is it's the it's kind of a combination of a friend monkey movie and enemy monkey movie. Well, yes, in the beginning, just uh, well, I, I haven't been able to find many articles on it. James Franco it, like budding up with a monkey. Well, yeah, he, he and Caesar yeah. by researching Alzheimer's medication. Yeah. Uh, Caesar ends up becoming super intelligent mm-hmm. as he tries to restore brain cells into his father John Lithgow mm-hmm. and test it at home. Uh, but it, it, to me, I like having rewatched all the films lately. The first film ends. Okay, hold on. We know the first film ends, right? It's the biggest spoiler that everyone in the universe knows. Yeah. I don't think you could buy a version of the movie that doesn't have the Statue of Liberty on it to let you know that it's Earth. And this doesn't read well, uh, but I love this toy commercial. Oh, no. I'm trapped by the apes. <laughs> what kind of place is this where apes are the ruling class? So it's, it's, a, it's a commercial that just reenacts the film wow. with the toys. Hmm. And like, what's the what's the statute of limitation on spoilers? It's yeah. got to be more than four, like three years. Yeah, but like, this is the end of the commercial. It's just a little figure so, with an invisible hand mm. walking on a horse on a beach. <laughs> what strange planet can I be on? Yeah. Oh, no. 
Oh, no. I was Earth all along. I feel like that is the one reference everyone does. There are other references you can do in Planet of the Apes, but that's the first one you hit if you're doing a parody. Yeah. So the 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 timeline's in like, haha, Earth is fucked and we blew it all up. The second one ends, the Earth really blew up and it's all over. And the the next one ends with your heroes from the first three movies being shot and killed, including their baby. well, and the fourth one ends not, with the Watts riots. Yeah. And that's what Rise is a remake of because that was the most well received critically movie. It's very weird when you watch when I when you watch the films like the new films you're basically watching loose remakes of 4 or 5 and this well, that's why War is so exciting to me. It doesn't have a parallel. Well, well the, the it's also that the Tim Burton poisoned the well on remaking the asshole. first one. <laughs> so it was better for them Yuck. to get into the Caesar stuff. And mm-hmm. But it felt like they just stumbled upon it. They're like, yeah. oh, whoops, we made a great franchise. Excellent. But in that clip you just played, I want to believe that <laughs> Planet of the Apes exists in that world. And that guy had a super fun happy slide moment where he was like, I will never get a chance to say, get your paws <laughs> off me, you damn dirty ape. There's literally an ape grabbing me. I have to do this. <laughs> He's actually kind of clean, but yeah. I'll just say it. It's like, when am I going to get the chance again? He's more sterile than me. <laughs> If an ape ever grabbed oh, yeah. me, I would say it and die. <laughs> I, I just remember we groaned when they said when he when Draco says "damn dirty ape," mm-hmm. we like groaning. Ah. Right and when then, you're you're not even done groaning, and Caesar screams yeah. at you, and like the theater goes silent. And, There's and even a gorilla film, reaction shot. Like what the fuck was the that? The film goes silent too, <laughs> yeah. and that's really good at them predicting the audience reaction of. It's one Whoa. of the most brilliant moments in modern, like postmodern you don't cinema. Think I can think have of. Them talk, Caesar. This is late in the movie. Caesar hasn't they, spoken oh, yet. They they get their gratuitous reference out and then fucking hit you again mm. with something you haven't experienced before. Yeah, because because uh, you, you don't get that in the actual Planet of the Apes series. You don't ever get to see the first monkey talk. It's yeah. a monkey from the future who could already talk. When you get all this like bullshit in the other in in other movies like that, they would have been like, "Ah, hey, we winked at you. We did it." Like Marvel does it all the time. And that's I love the Marvel connection. Because again, Fox didn't see this coming. P- Arthur P. Jacobs eventually sold the rights to to Fox, and like, yeah, it turns out when they aired them on television, it turns out, whoa, kids really like this one. That's why Battle everyone says sucks, but it's like the most kitty afternoon movie ever because that's kind of what it always should have been. It shouldn't have been this. If you if you have like a, you might have a parent or for us a teacher who's you know too cynical it's probably because they grew up watching shit like Planet of the Apes (laughs) where their main characters got murdered in front of their face (laughs) in G-rated movies and the world is over (laughs) the world is over so battle kind of sucks because it doesn't have a crazy ending other than like apes and humans can live together it's interesting that in the sci-fi uh, channel episodes mm. of mystery science theater mm. they were referencing the later ape movies with yeah. uh, pearl and bobo oh, and the okay, place yeah. where they live yes, yes. it was it was not the first movie they were referencing yeah brain guy is a uh, and again that, that's one of me it made me want to bring up the comic slash magazine it's yes. marvel producing a magazine through their curtis imprint <laughs> and just how like the dissemination of media had changed everything. People obviously Fox wasn't ready for this to be a franchise, but also there is literally no home video of any kind. Mm. So these the magazine existed. There were new, like non serialized, just one off stories. But at the end of every magazine was a retelling of every movie, mm. <laughs> and that's if if you read if it, it exists on the internet, read message boards. It's like we didn't have VHSs. If they didn't re-release this in theaters, we could not watch this. Uh, this magazine was the only way we could re-experience the movie. So everybody yeah. subscribed, and, every, and eventually they ran out of movies to retell, and it became less popular. And right when that happened is February 1977. And what happens two months later? Star Wars. Yep, yep. And it, like George Lucas, I believe, looked at all of that and like, 
maybe we should have this shit up front instead of I waiting for it all to die down instead of accidentally yeah and like it's like within, my star should be a giant monkey basically <laughs> huh. Do, but within two months hmm. within two months Marvel goes from Planet of the Apes magazines to Mar- Star Wars <laughs> oh, comics wow. well that, that not, not exactly but that Marvel situation is interesting too because Jack Kirby really wanted to do a Planet of the the Planet of the Apes comic, oh. and he thought DC was going to get the rights. He was working with DC at the time. <laughs> they lose it to Marvel, but he's like, "No, I'm still going to do this comic." So it becomes Commandi the Lost Boy, which if or sorry, the Last Boy. He's the last boy on Earth. On and Earth has been taken back over by animal people. <laughs> this guy's a tiger. This guy's a lion. This guy's a rhino. They're not uh, apes, but but the cover, the first issue cover, the Statue of Liberty is in the yes. background. Yeah. He is rowing wow. his boat by the Statue of well, Liberty. Well, let's go out with some Troy McClure singing about Planet of the Apes, because <laughs> I want to talk about comics very much yes. in the next segment. Oh my God, I was wrong. It was Earth all along. You finally made a monkey. Yes, you finally made a monkey. Once again, you beautiful people, thank you so much for listening and indulging me in this ape-tastic episode. You know I'm a giant Planet of the Apes fan. I shouldn't have to tell you that. I tried to talk about it as little as I could because I am prepping, as we, as I'm recording this, a giant celebration of the classic Planet of the Apes films and how they tie into the new films, one of which I have not seen, that being War. I cannot wait to see that shit. If you're uh, as in love with apes as I am, you should have checked out uh, Video Game Apocalypse Last week, our Friday video game show, we talked all about apes! Playable apes. Yes, Winston got a shout-out. But again, I'm encouraging you to check out my timeline video. I don't know when it'll go up. I don't even know if YouTube will allow it. It might have to go up exclusively for for patrons or on our Vimeo page. Speaking of which, patrons, you got a ton of stuff last week. You got a uh, Simpsons movie commentary with uh, Talking Simpsons' Bob Mackie and Henry Gilbert. You got a commentary... For an episode, like a 1981 episode of Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends that just so happens to feature the first ever on-screen appearance of the X-Men. Yeah, that Wolverine guy who just died. And you got our episode of Bonus Time where I talked about the tragedies that uh, kept befalling me. We'll have a new episode this week and it should be fun, fun, fun. If you go over to our YouTube channel, uh, we have a bunch of crap over there that's super fun. Most of which, Fire Pro Wrestling. If you've seen our dumbass wrestling videos... There is a new contender in town, and I thought Fire Pro Wrestling was really, really, really fun. I don't know that we'll do a Planet of the Apes stream. I'm not positive about it, but we will see. Maybe we can do that. Uh, but again, I'll, I'll throw a plug to my buddies at uh, Talking Simpsons. You can go to their Patreon, patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons. They're nearing the end of their fifth season. It's been really exciting to do this. It's been two years. I can't even believe it. Time flew by. You guys launched that over on our Patreon. We thank you so much for that. You know what? I've plugged enough. I'm going to let you guys get back to the show.
Ahoy hoy everybody, this is Bob Mackie, Chris Antista, Henry Gilbert, and when you're done listening to this, we'd like you to check out Talking Simpsons. It's our chronological exploration of The Simpsons only on the Laser Time Podcast Network, where we'll discuss why Barney is the MVP of Season 3. Whatever you say, Mom! Uh. When we try to figure out what every reference means. Weren't you one of the little rascals? And where we'll tell you how to avoid the poison donut. There is a poison one, isn't there, Smithers? No, sir. I discussed this with our lawyers. They consider it murder. Damn their oily hides! For all this and more listen to talking simpsons every wednesday at talkingsimpsons.com or wherever you find your podcasts coming in with a uh... Want to be like you in the Jungle Book? <laughs> one of my favorite Disney movies ever. One of my favorite characters in a Disney movie ever. King Louie, voiced by Louis Prima, uh, an Italian American. So relax. Um, <laughs> yeah, but he, <laughs> it was it was impressive to they... <laughs> So you're the man cub. Crazy. I'm not as crazy as you are. Put me down. I love how, love mm. Jungle Book is trying so hard to be the coolest. Mm jazziest Disney movie mm-hmm. ever well, made. They hired then-current singers to sing the songs. Yep. Originally, the Vultures were going to be the Beatles, but then yep. the Beatles didn't want to do the it. Vultures, like King Louie was going to be... They wanted Louis Armstrong. Mm. And this being the very last movie Walt Disney had anything to do with before he died, he's like, you can't cast Louis Armstrong as an orangutan. <laughs> like, <and> so, <laughs> he had that the, much foresight. As <laughs> the chief member of the Disney poli- uh, Defense Force. <laughs> I'm yeah. Disney up. Defender. Believe yeah. me, I was there for Song of the South. Something but imagine like how cool that would have been if it, like, it was a movie filled with the fucking Beatles and like Louis Armstrong. And then he called Hitler in Argentina, and they had lunch later that day. My, my favorite bit... My favorite I think bit it's time in, for a FaceTime, Adolf. <laughs> my favorite bit in this song is when Baloo scats with All improvised. Them, like, yeah. Phil Harrison. Oh, he's having so much fun oh, wow. scatting, but Because it's, it's like, such like a fucking 60, 70... Baloo says, like, solid, gone, yeah, yeah. far out. And I, I don't know, just growing up, I never fucking knew that. And then meanwhile, Bagheera is just like, oh, really? <laughs> but what's King Louis' job in Tailspin? Does he? He's he's, he's technically he makes um, my ties. Well, he's technically like it's kind of a Casablanca. Reference. Yeah, he runs the uh, like in the uh, Sam's or whatever you call that. Louis, the, the, the Switzerland of the of yeah, the yeah. Uh, bar Cape scene. Suzette. Yeah, <laughs> no, Cape Suzette is where Blue works. But Louis's place is where uh, there are no. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? God damn it! International waters. Yeah. There's there's no alliances to anything yeah. it's just like everyone is safe in this bar just like Rick's place yeah and, 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 and he, he finds he would find jobs through there yeah. or he would hide there but it, uh, that neutral? movie is insane there you go neutral it is a neutral spot tell my wife I said hello uh, if you didn't see <laughs> the uh, 2016 Jungle Book they recast the uh, monkey you know who I am that's so weird no. I am the king of the bad dialogue Call me Louis. I, I, did, mm-hmm. I can't believe Disney did this, and that this movie is pretty good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I am shocked. Well, I mean, John Favreau made it. I can get that he made yeah. an all right movie. He made Iron and Man. He is a swinger. It's just because I, I look. There's no. There's no reason you can't remake Jungle Book right now if you yeah, want to. But it's what are public, they going to do with the Lion King? Public domain. Uh, do you remember in the '90s there was the live action Lion, uh, Jungle Book which starred. Uh, oh Luke Kang. Yes. Luke Kang oh, you're was, right. uh, was Mowgli. And the reason I think, and I hate these because they're, to me, they're cover songs of Disney's former past. I think they'll do very well at the box office. When looking into the best movies, mm. the most highest grossing movies adjusted for inflation.
mention, I was shocked by how, how high Beauty and the Beast is. The new yeah. Beauty and the Beast yeah. is it on there. It makes me yeah. sick. Yeah. Um, it made... It, Spider-Man Homecoming couldn't beat it. It's like, oh, Spider-Man it, Homecoming in 117 million opening weekend. And maybe I'm wrong. Too bad, just, not enough for it I, I thought those movies were like cynical ways to capitalize on how well those yeah. the original animated films held up, but who knows? They might hold up in the public consciousness it's, in ways I can't expect and don't believe they will. It's fine, but I hate the messaging I hear about these movies a lot where it's like, now you don't have to watch a cartoon. Yeah, you don't have to deign to watch an Oscar-winning more, cartoon. More animators worked on this film than in, yeah. in, any, in the original. But the only thing, the thing that like really takes it over the top is like this is a remake of a Disney movie so they bother to do the songs. Mm. Bill Murray sings Bare Necessities and Christopher Walken... I want to be a man, man, come yeah. go right into town Be just like the other men I'm tired of monkeying around Oh, ooby-doo I want to be like you Ooby-doo <laughs> Nope, I don't nope. like that I I mean, If anyone's going to cover it, it's the, the guy who has the most uh, weird enunciation on the walking, walking Men's jokes went are, fire <laughs> Walking jokes are so played out Like I just, just watch up my monkey ass <laughs> <laughs> I love Christopher Walken, but eh, I don't. I don't like. I him. do too, but I'd be much more comfortable with him doing yeah. voiceover roles from here on out. I it's do not want to see that tail. like that immaculate digital high top of gray hair. <laughs> <laughs> He's looking he more and more like Max Headroom every day. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, shit, I oh, I want to get in comics because this is yeah. one of the things that Henry had told me a long time ago that set me off. Like the world loved monkeys. Uh, without a doubt, and I think uh, this is from something you sent me from IO9, and there's a. a a great article somewhere on the internet called The Gorilla Days of DC. Yes, yeah. And just that, like, putting comics, putting monkeys on comic covers sold comics mm, wow. in a way you could never imagine. Uh, artist Sheldon uh, Moldoff sold Comics Journal. Uh, it was a question of trying to find something that sold, and if one issue came out and happened to sell, then immediately they tried to follow up on that type of story. Now, it didn't necessarily follow uh, through with what they were going to sell. Now, I know Jack Schiff, when he was the editor of Batman, he followed, uh, he followed that series very well. When he found that a gorilla on cover sold... And you can be damn sure uh, in an issue or two you were going to have another gorilla story. Yes. And then another gorilla story. And then uh, DC editor Les Daniels said the eighth issue of Strange Adventures achieved some sort of cult status. The cover <laughs> showed a, a gorilla in a zoo holding up a slate that read, please believe me, hmm. I am the victim of a terrible scientific experiment. <laughs> yes, human yes. tracked in an ape body. Uh, this incredible story of an ape of the human brain had strong sales and DC editor Julia Swartz recalls that uh, Irwin Dunfeld called me in and said that we should try it. Finally, all the editors wanted to use gorilla covers and we were told one a month. Yes. And so if you look at the history of DC Comics from 1951 mm. to the early 80s, every it's... there's one gorilla on the cover of DC Comics mm. every month. That came back in the 90s briefly when Spawn fought Cygor. <laughs> well, uh, that was when Spawn yes. was coming out twice. Spawn was so hot that they made two comics every month, one with a different art team yeah. making the art. And in one issue, we're just like, I guess he'll fight a giant uh, cybernetic gorilla. You'll never see him again. <laughs> I assume he's come back at least three times now. Well, comic artists in America love drawing gorillas in yeah. apes too. But the, so, yeah, the DC, DC did that in the 50s, and it just kind of carried over into their Silver Age. And Marvel didn't do as many ape things because that was DC's market. Like they yeah, I think, they I think it, it culminated it. in 1998, the JL ape. Yes, yeah, so Gorilla they, War. They did an entire <laughs> themed year. What well, was a, an intentional throwback? Mm-hmm. They, the publishing industry ends up that 
they have to a- publish an annual every year, which mm-hmm. means a, a double-length single issue yeah. for everything they do monthly. For those, uh, those months with five weeks in them. <laughs> so they do an annual. Every annual that month or that year was JL Ape, and everybody mm-hmm. had been turned into an ape. But there's a million classic DC characters that for a long time they were ashamed of, and now they've they've kind of embraced them more. Yeah. But Gorilla Grodd Gorilla was Grodd, at man. the top of them, and that he was a scheming super ape who would trick people yeah. in their brains, and he was mm-hmm. a science ape. There was also ultra-humanite a science ape. <laughs> there was... Uh, there was Bippo, the spa- the giant uh, kryptonite ape that could zap Superman with kryptonite eyes, and literally on the cover, it's more scary than King Kong! It, like, just to, That's how just long it was a reference point for. Like, I just, I, it bums me out that kids might not grow up seeing King Rod, Kong, because I was always yeah. transformed. Rod was the best part of the Injustice 2 Holy story shit, yes. mode, where you, just go, you basically go to a Planet of the Apes with yes. And uh, fight Gorilla Grodd in his... Well, he great, lives yeah. in Gorilla City. Gorilla City. He conquers Gorilla City. Oh, we got Trump. Everybody <laughs> is a nice gorilla in Gorilla City, but then he <laughs> conquers it with his evil. But they're all super science gorillas. Uh, there's also good gorillas like Detective Chimp, <laughs> who seriously had his own um, series. Got a clip here? <laughs> so did, did they did, did Marvel not have like their own singular uh, I, I mean hero? they okay like there is an ape uh, actually Jack Kirby created a few ape characters his mm-hmm. biggest one was Moon Boy and Devil Dinosaur, but he's not ah. truly. He's he's more of a Neanderthal man. Yeah, he's not ape like. You don't see any of that in the, the newer Devil Dinosaur, which yeah. actually fucking exists. Devil <laughs> Dinosaur puts him with a very smart young lady. Uh, but yeah, that in the classic Devil Dinosaur books, that that's the closest I can think of of a true ape. Like they really, I think they just left the apes to to DC. Mm. They knew they couldn't beat DC on the ape stuff, and and there's a million covers to DC comics of. Wonder Woman turned into an ape? What? Like, Somehow hotter than ever before? DeviantArt says yes. <laughs> My favorite of those taken out of context gorilla covers is Superman. Superman has on a witch doctor hat and he is marrying Jimmy Olsen to an ape. Like he is like, and Jimmy Olsen's Jimmy. like, I can't marry this gorilla. Superman is like, well, witch doctor law says you must. I, I swear to Christ in a world before superpowers, putting a man in an ape suit and going to the jungle was the best thing you could do. The most fantastical element you could think to add to something. Uh, it still happens. I have a little clip from a movie we all like to mock, but it, it is fucking fun. All out of love, so lost without yeah. you. I know you were right. Who can forget the implied rape of old dogs and Seth Green and a gorilla? Uh, that movie, man, it's a shame. It's like it's like the the latter day Robin Williams movie I want to watch the most. It's, it's fucking terrible. Is there a trilogy like Old Dogs, Wild Hogs, and no? Super they just Frogs? they make the boxes look similar. Yeah, and there's this gorilla from this very short sequence is on the cover. That's how you find yeah. it. It's John Travolta shrugging and. Robin Williams, I don't know. I wonder if they had the same thought of just like, kids will rent this if they see a gorilla on the cover. I think Uh, it became something cynical for our generation, I think. But this movie is pretty cool. Checks in. Yes. Oh, more. I like it rough. Oh. Oh, my God. That is a woman in a massage chair with her ass being smacked by a gorilla with the exact same Clint Eastwood joke. Yes. Yes. I'll just get massaged with my eyes closed until orgasm. I always mixed up 
I didn't mix them up, but I always associated Dunstan checks in with Baby's Day Out. Oh, <laughs> yeah. They, I feel like they took place at the same hotel. I think they're a great trilogy: Mouse Hunt, <laughs> Baby's Day Out, and Dunstan <laughs> checks in. The title. Two of them it, have Wayne Knight. The titling of it makes you think it's a sequel to a previous movie. Yeah. that's called Dunstan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and uh, this could be the only movie where Justin Alex, sorry, Jason, Jason Alexander, Alexander headlines it. I yeah, don't know. I can't think of another Jason Alexander movie. <laughs> period. Uh, okay. They make he, a Duckman movie. Uh, <laughs> God, I wish in my in my fantasy. <laughs> so the cover I was thinking of is Jimmy. Uh, Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen issue 98 folks look it up that's the one <laughs> the it's bride really... of jungle Jimmy <laughs> yeah, it's like Superman this jungle <laughs> the, the, the last the last one this movie is all on YouTube and it oh. just shows you how much it thinks you can buoy a, like buoy a movie with a goddamn gorilla <laughs> Duke Mitchell and Sammy Petrillo turn an island paradise into the zaniest madhouse in the seven seas Charlita put yeah, I wanted a title call out, but uh, the real, the real, I cannot believe the title of this film. Bella Lugosi finds the perfect subject to turn a gorilla into a goop and versa visa. <laughs> Oh, I love now get this Bella Lugosi needs more heroin to live so we made him make this movie it's a hoot and it's barely about him it stars two body doubles from Jerry Lewis and yes. Dean Martin I mean they have uh, like a fake Jerry Lewis to fool you it's like the Transmorphers version of yeah, Jerry Lewis I think you have just a basic caricature of Jerry Lewis and you, had, you look at this like who the fuck is this kid and it's yeah. he became famous for doing a Jerry Lewis impression and they they hired a fucking drunk old wop to, to croon songs <laughs> and tried to make a ripoff uh, movie Duke I Mitchell mean, and Sammy Petrillo Bela Lugosi at the end of his career is much like John Carradine where there's a ton of Rift Tracks <laughs> movies where John Carradine will be in a 70s horror movie but he'll be filmed in front of a swimming yeah. pool in like a thought bubble because yes. I'm not going to your set yes. I'm an old man I'll work one day yeah. and I won't talk to any of the other actors I, I love that in Red Zone Cuba John Carradine yes. technically in it of just like Rode a night train all the way to hell. He but sings the, the theme song. Oh, that's true. Nice. Bella Lugosi meets a Brooklyn gorilla from Between those fake, fake actors and saying Versa Vice. Versa Vice. I, I thought I had a stroke from that. <laughs> but Bella, it's, it's crazy that Bella Lugosi. It's the name of the movie. Yeah. Bella Lugosi meets a Brooklyn yeah, it's, gorilla. It's not like the log line. It doesn't. It yes. doesn't come after the title. That is the title. It's not monkey business. It's not gorilla <laughs> of my gorilla. My dreams. It's not Dracula meets gorilla. They did that murder the room org. It's SEO before yeah. SEO. It's true. It's it true. is. It is the bad moms of movies. <laughs> what is the movie where Bella Lugosi meets a Brooklyn gorilla? That's the one. Oh, <laughs> two tickets, please. <laughs> I'm planning on masturbating during this. That's movie. the one. And that's that's all the stuff I had. Dave, David. Uh, uh, man. Oh man. If you want to talk about... Let's see. Uh, oh, Joe, will you wipe my mouth? <laughs> Mojo, what have they done to you? Pray or Mojo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Isn't about it? Just yeah. the uh, concept of a monkey named Mojo makes me yeah, so yeah. happy. Mm. Uh, 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 which oh. I always thought that was a takeoff of uh, something else I got a clip for, oh. which was when another sitcom included a monkey. I, I, I triple checked this. This is uh, uh, Marcel from Friends. Okay, bye, champ. Now, I know there's going to be a lot of babes in San Diego, but remember, there's also a lot to learn. I don't know what to say, Ross. Uh, it's a monkey. <laughs> just, just say what you feel, Joey. Marcel, I'm hungry. <laughs> that was uh, good. Oh, right. Shit, I was just talking. 
I, I checked is- this. I, I wanted to see. I was. I could have sworn there would have been a TV tropes page for like TV shows that added monkeys to say alive. Yeah, <laughs> and there wasn't. And then I because Friends being the basis, but like it, it's from the first season. It is. Like Marcel has yeah. been there forever. It, and then like the, I think the second or third season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joey and Chandler got a duck and a chicken. So I think that before uh, they knew what to do with that show, they were just like, yeah. put an animal in there. Well, Why did it have to stop after also, 10 seasons? Yeah, and also, like, people hold friends. Friends is okay. Yeah. But people held it in the same regard as Seinfeld I back in the day, which no, I was like, no, no. no, one had a monkey. Well, I blame. <laughs> and the other was Seinfeld. I blame that on I blame that on NBC being able to advertise them together. Just like, yeah, Friends and Seinfeld, the same thing. But yeah. Yeah. that scene is when they got rid of Marcel on the show because yeah. he could only keep him for so long. And they brought him back for the Super Bowl. Uh, yes, uh, with, he was in a film with Jean Claude Van Damme, but in yeah. real life, Marcel was in Outbreak. Oh, he wow. had left oh. the show. It is the same. Monkey. Fucking love that but, movie. So that's I, not the I only time the that Matt LeBlanc has interacted with the monkey. Oh, no, Jesus I also Christ. have Ed, the, the Ed, Matt LeBlanc baseball movie. But it's not Ed. Cool. He can swing. Ed, get down. you <laughs> drive too. And now he's turning Jack's luck around. Oh, oh my field. God. <laughs> Ed. <laughs> 1995's Ed. At least one of those ape shots was a puppet. Oh, yeah, yeah. that is a... Oh, it's a puppet. It's a puppet-ass ape. Yeah. That's yeah. the worst. I paid no, to see I a real ape. I see... Not I don't think they could like train this. a monkey to play baseball. <laughs> Come on. It's that's that's fil- a bridge too far. Okay. Henry is mad about not being disappointed by Listen, Ed. Listen, there's no rule in the baseball book that says a man can't be inside of an ape puppet suit playing baseball. It's true. <laughs> Roger Clemens did it once. MTV <laughs> Rock and Jack. Okay, see, this is what angers me about this. Planet of the Apes, <laughs> it should be guys in suits. Yeah. And if you're going in King Kong too, but if the appeal of the film is a regular ape in irregular <laughs> circumstances that I want to see the regular ape do things. I, again, I think this yeah. is, it was Hollywood's, the pinnacle of their effects budget was to yes. get an ape in a couple of scenes. In this movie, in the mid-90s, we're going to make a whole movie about the ape. Yeah. I'm like, you can't afford it. You can't afford to have an ape. Yeah. An, ape an ape's not going to do what you tell him. You have to get like Stanley Kubrick amount of takes yeah. just uh, to make sure this all goes well. well. If you want the ultimate uh, in a monkey costume movie, I, I, I'm thinking that I could be misremembering it, but uh, oh yeah, the famous movie Congo. Barf. Listen, just because you came up with a water cast at the crucial moment, it, it's okay, Amy. Where? Ground. Oh, they're in a plane. Where? Ground. It's fine. We're flying. We're going to the jungle. Amy wants green drop drink. No. Amy rips off uh, Steve Gutenberg's yes. testicles from taking that high in the air. <laughs> talking, talking, talking. That's great. Hands. I think that's great. That's someone in a monkey outfit with a dope ass mask. It's yeah. a good it's outfit. A, it's a better monkey than the one in it. I have one though. What's that? Uh, maybe you can find the trailer for it. So, growing up with HBO in the house, uh, between the two daily showings of Spaceballs and before the third encore of Overboard, <laughs> there was a little movie called Project X that they would show oh, every yes. day, and it is with Matthew Broderick. And I believe Ali Sheedy, and they're freeing monkeys from some kind of virtual reality hell. But it seems like, oh, wait, there we go, Project X. Imagine. Remember, guys, it's not just a job, it's an adventure. You stole an airplane from the Air Force. You had a girl and an open bottle of champagne in the cockpit. I'm through. I'm dead. I'm done. When Jimmy Garrett joined the Air Force, he knew he'd learn about leadership. So why didn't you go to the Air Force Academy? My instructors felt that I was spending too much time concentrating on football. Football? I ran a betting pool. He'd meet Ooh. interesting people. Could I buy you a drink? Hey, yeah. Oh. He'd work with space-age technology. This is going to be a whole new experience. I just hope I'm up to it. No, not you. Them. 
These boy are monkeys. Is. But he never thought he'd meet anyone like Virgil. Be a good boy, okay? Come here. Oh. Be a good little chimp. It's a sad monkey movie. Mm. That music change there Dashboard. lets you know. Ready? Duck it. I forgot Helen Hunt was in this movie. Yeah. yeah. The, I, so I thought this movie was called War Games for the longest oh, time. Oh, yeah. Well, the working title was Ferris Bueller Goes Ape, but uh, <laughs> they decided to make it its own thing. Christmas Ape Goes to Semex. But uh, <laughs> it's a very touching movie where he bonds with the ape and he finds out mm. the experiments are, are traumatizing these mm. poor uh, chimps, rather, uh, not apes. It feels mm. like it's coming from the same thing as uh, the same. Uh, place in Star Trek 4 mm. about uh, we've learned that animal cruelty is wrong and now <laughs> we're going to make popular films about that. But this was the uh, Gorillas in the Mist is part of a yeah. yep. big thing about that. A, a lot of other people Sigourney in monkey suits. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I, I saw recently Project Nim, which is really like if you oh, want yeah. to understand why this doesn't happen anymore, oh, yeah. habitualizing chimpanzees is one of the worst things you could do to yourself and them. It's about Nim Chimpsky, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's <laughs> his real name, named yeah. after Noam Chomsky. Yeah, who was nice as shit, the most well-trained domesticated ape, and then eventually apes go through a form of puberty where they're just uncontrollable dicks. Yeah. If they're used to being around humans, they will seriously harm everyone around them. Mm-hmm. Wow. And it, it happens no matter how hard you try and domesticate them. And isn't James Franco making a movie about bubbles? <laughs> the Michael Jackson? Michael Jackson's oh, yes. ape. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Chimp, rather. And there's... Uh, I want to go back to Congo real quick because oh, I, I actually read that book because I, I was tried. so I was yeah. so I Jurassic about Park. Jurassic Park. Yeah. I was like, well, they're saying this is the next Jurassic yeah. Park, and if you watch the movie too, of like this isn't the next <clears throat> Jurassic Park. It's it's just late I, ape yeah. costumes. I have never seen it, but I still own an action figure from it. <laughs> we were obsessed with rewatching Shaft, and <laughs> Richard Roundtree is in the movie, oh. and it is the only thing you can get close to a Shaft action figure with. I think they even make a Shaft reference in the movie. Do they? Yeah. yeah. I have never seen it. It's uh, it's pretty weird that a movie with a uh, sign, lang- sign language talking ape mm-hmm. uh, is outshone in most scenes by Tim Curry <laughs> doing a Russian accent. <laughs> Oh god! Well, that, I think we've yeah. sufficiently covered apes and films. Yeah. I feel terrible about this, <laughs> but I love I love King Kong and Planet of the Apes so fucking much. I have to, I love I can tie them together by just this little simian phenomenon. The kids needed to know about it. What did we miss, people? Mm-hmm. We gotta know. I'm we, sure we we got Goku. Yeah. What do we yeah. he's got there. Goku in there? Finally, the animated brigade can't commit. And don't fucking throw either. the King Kong animated series in my mm-hmm. face. No. I know that exists. <laughs> that doesn't count. That's a giant failure. No way. Uh, but yes, we've been Laser Time. You can find out more at Laser Time podcast.com uh i we have at this point already done a simpsons uh, we mm-hmm. did a, we do monday night movies for our patrons and you guys where we watch a movie together we are gonna vote on a on a apes movie yes i don't know which one do you want the the sitcom it's, version it's literally every single apes movie is up yes. for a vote except for the tim burton one because we did a yes no that. and that never again i'll <laughs> never watch that again but <laughs> I, I but other than that i could I seriously watch every single yeah. one at this with point it's everybody close. it's pretty close between like three of them is it really? rise rise is so escape good. and the original so what i and what i want to do and i can't guarantee this is i wanted to do a yeah but the timeline of planet of the apes explain explained not only with the old series but how it ties into the new series i don't i have some theories mm-hmm. where the new series falls into the old series uh, but we will see once I see War of the Planet of the Apes. Mm. Uh, I cannot wait to... I, but it, to be honest, watch the video. Mm. I don't think there's any connection mm. at all. Yeah. I think they just take place in separate universes and the Planet of the Apes allowed that to happen by splitting its fucking timeline. <laughs> in Rise, they had some cute references mm-hmm. to the first Planet of the Apes. The the mission that goes that off. That throw everything and a wrench in everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That mess up the timeline incredibly. <laughs> if, they, if they tie in at all, you can support us at patreon.com slash laser time. That's how we are funded to do this show. 
30, 20, 10, our weekly look, 30, 20, and 10 years ago, which has been really fun. I believe we looked at Project X recently, yes. <laughs> which is hard to Google now because they made a fucking found yes. footage but, teen sex comedy movie boo. like three years ago <laughs> that ruined its SEO. <laughs> uh, but yes, 30, 20, 10, Hank joins us for that on occasion. Uh, oh, so does sure. uh, uh, Diana, mm-hmm. uh, the better half of Micro Paras, who, who hosts Video Game Apocalypse, a uh, video game show every single week. And of course, you guys join us occasionally, me and Dave occasionally, for bonus time, our weekly patron only show. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, do I have yes. some really sad shits to, <laughs> to tell about <laughs> oh, my no. life? Oh, it's God. fine. It's nothing that. It's just, it's first world oh, sadness. Okay. Don't worry about it. No cancer. How many more months, Chris? How many <laughs> more months you No, got? no nothing okay. like that. I wish. Like, <laughs> this curse that's that's fallen on me, it has to be next. <laughs> yeah. uh, but yes. Uh, well, I do talking Simpsons with you guys. In happier news. Yes, yeah. Uh, I'm H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G on Twitter. We do do Talking Simpsons. That's Bob and I's main source of income now. And we appreciate all the support we've gotten on there. It's our chronological exploration of every Simpson episode from the beginning, <laughs> isn't it? That's right. And if you sign up uh, for the Patreon, you will get... Talking Critic, which should be out by now, or if not, it'll be coming soon. very soon. It must be a beautiful woman. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of other bonus stuff, like bonus episodes that wrap up every season, mm-hmm. uh, episodes about deleted scenes, all of season one. Just so much stuff is waiting for you. The second you sign up, you'll get like enough entertainment for a week, I think, if you if you pace yourself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. oh, and just we barely touched on, but I, th- I think we might on Video Game Apocalypse. Monkeys in video games. Oh, I don't yeah. think as representative, but it is fucking awesome. Uh, I love Winston. You know what they say: a payload in motion stays in motion. <laughs> Just by by nature being a talking. I can fuck anyone in this game. Jackie <laughs> I love that character. That's the guy I play. Mm. I would play as the most. I yeah. haven't gotten back in in a few months. Yeah, I had the balls to. Yeah. Uh, the King Kong Peter Jackson game. Yeah. is pretty rad in the end you just play as King Kong and yeah. it's fucking awesome the official game of the yeah. movie yeah <laughs> so the very same yeah. colon the official game we of the movie we streamed uh, that game yeah and they got the, fl- the shit flag out of it for all the uh-huh. movie footage in it I do want to mention though you can find me on Twitter as Bob Servo my That's other true. podcast is Retronauts Retronauts.com Every... That's what I was trying to segue oh to okay sorry because, I didn't realize because that. there was an awesome King Kong there have been numerous Japanese only King Kong representations yes. yeah. where you can play with them as, in a soccer game and you discuss stuff like that in uh, on Retronauts. That's true. Every Monday at Retronauts.com or find Retronauts in any podcast player, app, or device or whatever. Just look for Retronauts. We've been around for 11 years. Hmm. You haven't heard of me by now? I'm very important. I'm just kidding. Please Adam go Carolla to Retronauts.com. Like every week. <laughs> yes. Uh, Bob Mackie. I, we disagree about women, but I love video games. Me and Bob Mackie <laughs> rocking that blue shell in Mario Kart. Why he's always dry bones. I don't know. Guy <laughs> plays a really Mario Karter. <laughs> and there's also been uh, previous yeah. Laser Times covering uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming and the, the, the the crazy web of uh, timelines. Uh, the, well, yeah, the, a two-part uh, episode on confusing timelines. Yes, that, that heavily featuring Planet of the Apes. Uh, and also a best of the half year episode. Mm-hmm. And if you found this episode too highbrow, we did an episode entirely devoted to farts. <laughs> now, where's the where are the monkeys farting? There we go. Oh, <laughs> God, we are a morning zoo show. We meant to be one. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, let us close out with a little Ramones bedtime for, uh, what is it, Bittenberg? The, oh, the yeah. song about Reagan referencing bedtime for Bonzo. <laughs> I love it dearly. Uh, we will see you next week. LaserTimePodcast.com. Peace. <laughs>